Hey, this is Della's dad. My name's Adam and this is a podcast that chronicles what it's like to be a first-time dad and leans into the expertise and experience of other fathers. It's a discussion about one dad raising his daughter and a tool for all parents out there. At the very least, we'll have some fun with some serious topics that all parents can relate to. After all, we're in it for the long haul, so let's enjoy the dad experience and let's be good at it. This week, it's a solo show. It's just me. I've got no friends. I'm all alone. And I'm just going to do a little what you need to buy episode, right? So we did one episode not too long ago. It was what you needed in the first, let's call it three months of having a kid. 10 things, I should say. This time around, we're going to do a 10 things for the first year episode. So what I want to focus on here is really the stuff you need at a minimum, no extra superfluous stuff, just enough to get you through life, keep your baby alive, have fun, be fun, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, and as an aside, everything I talk about here, links to the products will be in the show notes just to make it easy for you guys. And yeah, here we go. So item number one, This is, or I'm already getting sneaky on you here. Item number one is actually two items. It's a high chair and also a portable packable high chair converter. Okay, what does that mean? So the high chair is pretty straightforward. You need a high chair to feed your kid. There's no way around it. We have the Lalo three-in-one high chair, which basically turns into a regular chair and so on. After they don't use the high chair anymore, so it allows you to use the product a bit longer. What's inevitably going to happen is when you try and feed your kid not in the high chair, they're a little bit more distracted. So high chair, do it. Not going to mention it anymore. Now, my sales pitch for the portable packable high chair is that going on that same principle of you need to strap your kid down more often than not is you're eventually going to go away for the weekend. You're going to go on holiday. You're going to go to somebody's house, somebody else's house or or whatever, not a restaurant because sometimes restaurants have high chairs. So you're sweet there. But you're on holiday, you're going to need a high chair for the Airbnb you're staying at, the hotel, the the wherever you are. What you can do, you can buy these portable, packable, foldable ones. I don't know what they call them besides saying all the words, but it's essentially one that you just put on top of a normal chair. You strap it down. It's very safe. We haven't used it a lot, but it's gotten us out of a jam a few times when we've been traveling and and we're just struggling to feed her on the floor, let's call it. So number two, specifically the product that we have, it's called a, or the brand is Skip Hop, but it's a Skip Hop Baby Activity Center. We just call it the PlayStation. It's essentially a little table thingy. That's a chair for them that they sit in, similar to how perhaps when we were kids, there was those trolleys that they would put babies in and they'd walk around on. This one stays still. But what's cool about it is that it keeps them in one spot. It helps them stand up because there's a floor underneath it that you can change the length on. Uh, So it's supposed to be good for them getting used to standing up within that first year. It also, because it doubles as a table, it's got a bunch of toys around it. It helps keep them interested. The reason why I think this is a must is just when they start crawling around a lot and really wanting to move and they get out of that phase where they just want to lay on the bed or lay where they are they obviously become a bit more of a liability and you inevitably have to do other stuff around the house and you want to put them somewhere safe where they're not going to hurt themselves and they're not going to get into mischief so this came in very handy for us now that Dell is walking she obviously doesn't stand in it anymore it converts into a table when it's done actually the one that we have that I'll link to it has three different stages we're in stage two of it so as they get older it still stays useful which is nice to buy things that aren't only going to be used for for three months or so so that's that one number three this is another broad and obvious category 
it's toys, right? So I'm not really good at buying specific toys for Della and we've been very lucky to have a lot of generous friends and family buy us all different kinds of stuff. And that's basically the idea here is you need all different kinds of stuff. So toys with different types of textures that make different noises, whether they're balls or blocks, so you can stack them, whatnot. And also books, really. I'd say toys and books is is item number three. Again, these ones are super obvious, but where you'll start to need things like books is when you're doing bedtime and you're starting to create a bedtime routine, you want to read to them. You also don't want to read the same book every night. They're not going to be into it. You're not going to be into it. You need to mix it up a little bit. So a bunch of different books and a bunch of different toys. The tough thing about toys, just going back to that for a second, is you don't really know what they're going to like, you know, what's going to interest them. Um, So inevitably, you just have to throw a bunch of different stuff at them and, and see what sticks. Number four, a stroller, another obvious one. So in my previous episode where I said, where I listed the first 10 things you'd need in the first three months, I did talk about the Duna. So you can go back and have a look at that one, but they inevitably do grow out of the Duna within a year or so, depending on how fast your kid grows. You're going to need a regular stroller. Honestly, I don't think you can go wrong no matter what you buy. We were talking to lots of different parents before we bought one and everyone we asked who had a different brand of stroller, Upper Baby, Vista, Yo-Yo, whatever, everyone loved the one that they had, right? So really the only decision you need to make is do you want a big SUV-sized stroller or do you want one that's a little bit more nimble that you can carry up and down the stairs? So, and, And it really comes down to are you taking it downstairs a lot? Do you live up a second floor walk up or... Do you go on the subway a lot where you're going up and down the stairs? Or do you live in the burbs where there are no stairs, it's pretty easy to put into your car and take out, that kind of stuff. We actually had borrowed a large one from a friend and we loved it. It was luxurious. It was so nice to push around, but it was big. It was like a boat and taking it up and down the stairs was a pain in the bum. And we inevitably moved to a place that didn't have a lift. So we had to go up and down the stairs every day. We switched to something a lot more nimble, which we love. And I think we'll stick to that. Your two best options there are the Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo Baby Zen, Yo-Yo is what they call it, and the Jules, J-O-O-L-Z. They both kind of do the same thing. They both fold small enough that you can take them on a plane with you, which is fantastic. So you've got to think about that stuff. If you get the big, luxurious guy... You can't take that on a plane with you if you're the type of person that wants to get on planes with your baby, or you can, but you have to check it. Whereas if you have a more nimble, lighter guy like a Jules or a Yo-Yo, you can keep that with you all the way until you're actually getting on the plane. So highly recommend you go with something smaller like the Jules or the Yo-Yo. Those big luxurious guys, maybe that's a spare if you're if you're if you're swimming in cash. So yeah. Okay. Number five, we call it a strap-on. It's not what you're thinking. It's those baby, fucking hell, I don't even know what the real name is for it now. It's basically the thing that you use to strap your kid onto your chest to walk around. We call it a strap-on and now I've forgotten what they actually call them. Baby Beyond Bouncer Carriers, something. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you're in trouble. Definitely comes in handy because they get to the point where they don't like being in the stroller for so long or it's honestly just when you need to go for a walk or go get stuff done having them in the strap-on is way more convenient and it's actually super fun to have them by you. You can have them facing either way. They can face either you if they're sleeping or, or, or facing outwards. Our baby carrier is called Sia Baby, the Sia Baby carrier. I'll put a link in on that one in the notes. Okay, back five. We're getting through this quickly. 
dummies, obviously, but a dummy tether. So basically you want to tether the dummy to the stroller, to even the crib, all that kind of stuff. These tethers come in handy big time. In the stroller, it's obvious because they'll inevitably spit the dummy or the pacifier for my American friends. And you don't want to keep losing it because they'll end up on the street. So you got to get that. But they, they even come in handy when you're putting them to sleep in their crib because if they're self-soothing, if they know how to get the dummy themselves when they wake up in the middle of the night at this point, which is obviously a big, a big deal, um, it's nice to have one that's just tethered to the side of the crib as well because at least we found with Della, she would throw her dummies out the crib when she's having a tantrum and she wouldn't have any left and then she'd cry and we'd have to go and help her out. So if we just tethered one to the side, that became really helpful. Side note, with sleep training. We have like a dozen dummies. We keep losing them and we keep buying more but we also put four or five in the bed with her every night just so she can easily get to her dummies as she's learning to, to sleep through the night. Now, the last few are kind of more geared to once you're on, on the move, you know, you're getting out of the house a bit more, you're in the stroller, you're going for walks, you're going to do stuff. You need to keep them interested, right? And not necessarily with toys, but at least with Dell, we found that she just loved to snack. Whenever or whenever she'd get annoyed in the stroller, it's because she was bored slash hungry, hangry, just like a dad. So baby crackers are huge, especially as you're starting to get off of formula or breast milk and you start to bring them onto solids. Things like these baby crackers, and they're called baby crackers or whatever the real name is, is because you can Put, they can put them in their mouth and they won't choke because they will dissolve in their mouth so they're not a choking hazard. That's a good place to start when you start moving to solids and off of milks and so on. That That's item seven and honestly at number eight, they kind of go together, food pouches. So you obviously can't take your actual meals or sometimes you might not have milk. The pouches are so, so handy because with those in an emergency, if your baby needs something more than just a cracker to help tie them over but something a little bit more substantial, you can fill them up with these food pouches and they come in so bloody handy. All right, last two items. Teething gels and cold chew things is what I've written down. This is the teething phase. The bad news is teething goes on forever. It's not like it's just a month or a week. It, go, it happens, it stops, it happens, it stops. We found that Dell had trouble when she was teething through the night and it would keep her awake. And using a teething gel where you'd put it on their gums, that was a miracle worker for us. There was a good couple of month period there where that was the only way we could get her to sleep in the middle of the night when she would wake up. We started using Bongella to begin with. That was one brand. And then we switched to something else. And I think she liked the other one. So you might have to play around with a different taste that they have. Um, but you know, whatever teething gel you get, I'm sure you're fine. And going along with that is uh, a cold chew thing. So they like the little... Um, they don't actually eat them. It's something to chew on that you put in the freezer and it freezes. It's a gel in a plastic rubber thing. You freeze it and then um, during the day when they get a bit pissy, you just kind of give it to them and they'll suck on it a little bit and chew on it and it actually seems to help them out a little bit. So yeah, lucky last. Again, I know I'm kind of jumping back and forth between travel and just getting out of the house, but this is another travel-related item. Everyone needs a pack and play. What's a pack and play? It's essentially a portable crib. So when you go stay at a friend's place or, like I said, an Airbnb, wherever you're not at home, these pack and plays are invaluable. They're obviously going to sleep in it when you're traveling. But even if you're visiting friends and you need a place to quarantine them, you know, stop them from getting all around the house, pack and plays are super helpful as well. All right, cool. So I flew through that. 
Um, I do believe that's all you need. And I do believe that I said it was 10 things, but in the reality of things, I probably said 12 or 13. I, I, I lumped a couple of things together. Newsflash, this is 10 things plus the other 10 I told you a year ago and the 10 other things that I'm forgetting. You're just going to keep buying stuff for your baby. But I think as long as you've got these in hand, I think you're good to go. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you.